Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Becoming Fully Convinced. I'm thrilled to be able to share this with you. And before I get into today's message, as I pray for the Igniting Hope podcast family, by the way, I pray a blessing over you, freedom, breakthrough, hope, protection, clarity at this time, relational breakthrough. And you know, as I pray for you, I'm hearing a few things. I'm hearing James chapter 1 holds a key for you. I'm hearing these words, it's going to be okay. Someone needs to hear that. It's going to be okay. By the way, it's going to be more than okay. (laughs) Better than okay. But it's going to be okay. I'm also hearing that those of you who lead meetings, whether large meetings, small meetings, whatever, that there's grace on you to not overplan your meetings and to make room for God to show up supernaturally. There's grace on you to pause because you're not trying to fit so much in, to pause, reflect, listen, to see, and to partner with what God is supernaturally doing And I see that through you, the supernatural is going to be released at stratospheric levels, (laughs) stratospheric levels. And there's a whole new edge of supernatural that's going to come. And one of the keys for you is going to be simple statements that you're going to make. Right now, God's doing something powerful. Right now, people are, are being set free from discouragement. Right now, God's healing bodies. And as you give God something to work with, or just invite Holy Spirit to come, He's going to come in a powerful way. So, hey, that's that's for you. So blessed to be able to share this message, becoming fully convinced. Now, a father in Mark 9, he pleads with Jesus to help his demon-possessed son. Listen to what is said here in Mark 9, 22 to 24. If you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Now in this story, the father received the revelation that his beliefs were the critical factor in what he and his family would experience. In response to this revelation, he asked Jesus for supernatural help to strengthen his faith, to strengthen his beliefs. And we would be wise to do the same. We're going to do that right now. Lord, strengthen our beliefs. Strengthen our faith. We get it. Most of what we are going to experience in life is not a result of what you've just sovereignly planned, but it's going to result from what we've believed for. Thank you that you're strengthening 
our beliefs right now. And Jesus was basically saying to the Father, you are not a victim of a reluctant or powerless God. You are a powerful person who can change circumstances and make a tremendous impact through what you believe to be true. Now, our faith is meant to get stronger and stronger. It is designed for growth and increase. When it says in Hebrew, excuse me, Romans 8:29 that we are being conformed, we are to be conformed in, into the image of Christ, and that's really called sanctification. Sanctification is the process of getting into our experience who we already are, making us Christ-like in our beliefs, in, in our conduct, in our experience. Hebrews 10:14 says by one sacrifice he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. The moment we receive Jesus, the moment we put our faith in his finished work and say he is Lord, we become born again. We become saved. At that moment, we become perfect. But again, sanctification is the process uh, of getting into our experience who we already are. And I've overly emphasized sanctification in my behavior and underemphasized the sanctification in how I think and in my beliefs. So it's progression, progression from point A to point Z, if we want to do it that way. And, and the end result is called fully convinced. Now, Abraham is our example to follow in this progressiveness of getting stronger in our believing. Listen to Romans 4.20 to 21. He, talking about Abraham, did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced of what he had promised, what he had promised, he was also able to perform. What a, what a great verse. First, it tells us he did not waver. Well, from my perspective, it looked like Abraham had some big waverings. But God looks at our faith journey, our belief journey, differently than we do. Just because we are not fully convinced yet in an area of life, it does not necessarily mean we are doing something wrong. And this getting strengthened in faith, he says he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. So this is progressive. He got stronger. He got stronger. He believed more, doubted less, believed much more, doubted much less. This, this is the journey of becoming fully convinced. Well, then how do we ensure our faith is being strengthened? How do we know? How do we, what's some of the evidences? Well, let me, let me just talk about two important verses. Number one is being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12.2 and then Hebrews 12.2. That's interesting. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So we recognize that transformation comes from renewing our minds with truth and that that is progressive transformation. But it's important to understand that in our renewing the mind journey, our faith is to be mainly in God's completing power. He's the finisher of our faith. 
than it is in our ability to believe right. We truly fix our eyes on Jesus with an eager expectation of seeing his goodness in our lives. So my faith is not in faith. My faith is in primarily I'm fixing my eyes on Jesus. I'm giving glory to God, as it says in Romans 4. Giving glory. Thank you, Father. You're completing what you started. Thank you that you're, as the, the Father said, helping me get past my unbelief. You're helping my unbelief. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. You're leading me to be fully convinced. What then are the areas of our lives that we can expect to be led into this fully convinced experience? Number one is theological conclusions. Romans 14.5 has the words fully convinced in it. Listen, one person esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. Wow. Now, we are to be strengthened toward being fully convinced in our doctrinal beliefs. Now, the Bible is clear. Let me say this. The Bible is clear on the most important matters of what is right and wrong and the most important matters of what we're to believe. But there are other areas where we can have a difference of interpretation about what God is saying. It says in this verse, one person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. They had a different opinion on Sabbath issues. It says, let each be fully convinced in his own mind. And so we're not to be slaves or, or just waiting to hear things. We have the ability to interpret scripture on these matters. And, and we are to be fully convinced. Two people can have a different conclusion on some matters and both be right. A second area where we are being led to be fully convinced as Jesus finishes our faith is God's promises to us. Again, I want to read Romans 4, 20 and 21 because it's such a great verse. I want us to get it. And you're getting it, by the way. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. So God's promises to you, just like God's promise to Abraham, he's going to be a father of a multitude, father of many nations. He was led to be fully convinced. Number three, we're being led to be fully convinced in our assignments and decisions. In Acts eleven twelve, Peter is talking about him going to the Gentiles, which was a no-no. The other apostles asked him about that. He's sharing his story. In the middle of sharing his story, he says this in Acts eleven twelve. Then the Spirit told me to go with them, doubting nothing. Doubting nothing. He had a strong story from God concerning his assignment and his decision, a supernatural story that happened in Acts 10. And like Peter, we will do seemingly illogical things because we have a big God story that causes us to be convinced it is the right direction. Peter had a God story. And the Lord is leading us on doing certain things, having certain assignments, making certain decisions, doubting nothing because of the incredibleness of the God story that we have. Number four, we are being led 
to be fully convinced about the amount we give of ourselves to something. 2 Corinthians 9, 7, So let each one give as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. <laughs> so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. I've, I've done another blog podcast on God loves a cheerful decider. That's, that's, that's one of my favorite messages. And we are being strengthened to consistently decide cheerfully what to give or not to give in money, commitments, time, energy, etc. And lastly, number five, we are being led to be fully convinced about answered prayer, about wisdom. But let each, this is James 1.6, but let each ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. And verse 5 says, If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously, and it will be given to him. Then in verse 6 it says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting. And we are being led to be fully convinced that we are always going to know what to do. That we will always have the wisdom that we need. That we will always have the strategies that we need that we will always see the solutions that we need to see. Five powerful areas, theological conclusions, God's promises to us, our assignments and decisions, the amount we give of ourselves to something, and answered prayer about wisdom and that we're always going to know what to do. My, oh my, it's exciting. Finally, there's a progression concerning God's callings and assignments for us that I want to mention. It's illustrated by the life of Gideon and many other people in the Bible. When we hear something from God that's really our true identity, our true calling, our, our true future influence, it's at first it's going to sound ridiculous. Then secondly, it's going to sound possible. Thirdly, it's going to sound probable. Fourthly, we're going to be fully convinced. That's the progression. That's what happened to Gideon. It's ridiculous. The Lord's with you, mighty man of valor. That sounded ridiculous. And by the way, if we're not hearing a word from the Lord that is very contrary to our past experience, ridiculousness and its sounding, we are not hearing high enough. We're not hearing high enough promises for us. Number two, we move to it's possible. We move, wow, we know that we're starting to believe when our hope level starts to rise. Wow, we're getting a little hope and maybe it could be me. Number three, it's probable. We do not give up and our faith is being strengthened. And number four, it's being fully convinced. Wow. That's the normal progression when God calls us into our true assignments. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Thank you, Lord, for helping us be fully convinced. As we do, we will become the answer to the world's needs. Thanks so much. Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And I want to remind you, we are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. And I want to remind you also, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You don't need strength at the end of the battle. You need strength in the middle of the battle. Pretty much for everybody listening today, today is just not a good day to walk in radical joy. We have too many personal battles we're facing, disappointments, family issues, uh, 
financial things, news through the media, etc., promises that haven't been realized, areas of our life we know we need to improve in. Today's just not a good day for joy. Now, I say today is the day for joy because it's our strength. It's our strength. And so we stir it up. I speak into your life. Stir it up. There's never a convenient season to activate joy at the highest level. And so thank you. Hey, I look forward to having you with us again on another podcast. Hey, if you love these podcasts, tell somebody else about it. And I I mention this from time to time. If you ever want to sow a financial blessing into Igniting Hope so that we can continue these podcasts and increase what we're doing, you can go to ignitinghope.com and find the donate. That would be a blessing. Thanks so much. God bless. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.